0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today, we have Malini Bandi, who is the founder and CEO of Sesta Soft Solutions. So how are we doing today, Malini? Hi, Shredda. Yes, I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm doing good, too. Thank you so much for asking. So um, I'm really excited, uh, you know, for you to be here and for us to have a wonderful conversation, I'm sure. So uh, before we jump into the podcast and the questions that I'll be asking you, I would just want to set up a base for our listeners. So it would be great if you could just tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, what exactly that you do and your career journey till now. You could just walk us through all that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Shreda. Um Yeah, as, as you said, you know, I'm Malini Bundy. I've been, I have founded Sesta, Sesta Soft Solutions in South Africa. Um, I come with an IT experience of 19 years, I've been in IT, you know, in different uh, roles uh, from uh, where I started as an intern to founding a company, or so, services company. Uh, we are based, uh, Sestersoft is a services uh, oriented organization um, into all uh, most of the information technology skills. Uh, whether it is uh, to look at uh, software development, to quality engineering, and cyber, um, we have been in uh, in this uh, since last four and a half years, okay. Um, okay. and it's been quite a you know a, a fruitful journey that I have been on. And uh, we started with a team of three, and now we are over seventy people in the company. Oh wow, that's great. So uh, we started uh, with quality engineering, where we have provided uh, solutions to different organizations, and then uh, we stepped into software development, mainly focusing on DevOps uh, implementations uh, and cloud engineering. Uh, we started with cyber cybersecurity and forensic uh, forensics as of last year, and you know it, it's it's as I said, it's been a successful journey so far. And learning new technologies and new skills, as well as developing uh, the internal staff uh, to to be uh, to be ready for any new technology that hits the market, and we should be able to use it.
0: That's amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're talking about technology, uh, Malini. You know, what are some of the ways in which technology can help boost up the productivity among the works, uh, workforce? and uh, you know what what are some of the challenges that can come up with this uh, endeavor
1: yeah so i mean uh, we all you know we all experience uh you know technology every day right i mean uh, with the with the simple thing of using a firm which can come up with new apps every second right there are a lot of apps that come in so we all are experiencing the change in technology or rather i, I would say enhancement in technology which is evolving and especially in the area of AI or ML and robotics, you know, I mean, coming into place, uh, which actually uh, puts the workforce, um, you, know, uh, you know, it also sometimes threatens the workforce that, okay, they are obsolete, right? I mean, they, they, they have to now gear up to, uh, to a new uh, skill set. So, and also because, you know, working these days, most of the workforce is working from home. And there are a lot of platforms that have been pushed onto them to make sure that you know they are aligned, which are you know new technology again. So, how do we improve it? Is you know um, I think adoption is something you know uh, will also improve productivity, and applying uh, applying automation or you know as well as data driven decision making. Like you know if you if you can think about. RPA or intelligent automation or uh, uh, BPM that is already in place in many organizations right now, um, adoption is very important. I think that's that way we can improve productivity and also give that strength to the employee or the workforce, if you want to really read it as workforce, that it becomes a strength to them. They, are, they, they never feel that it's, you know they are being in an outdated, uh, uh, using an outdated tool set. And also, uh, the other point that I would say is, you know, if you if you really look at ways of improving, is uh, focusing on uh, skills development um, as well as you know, I mean, you can call it as training also. Um, in and I will give an example of South Africa. So we have uh, skills development uh, that happens every month. So it's not something that is planned uh, in a year, once in a year. It's actually every month, right? So we have a plan that we have put in place that there is four to eight hours, every employee has a leverage of learning something new. So they, they, they already have that plan. And, you know, if we, when we are delivering it to customers, delivering solutions to customers where our workforce is deployed, we actually create that um, uh, knowledge of, uh, uh, to the customer to say, to keep them up to date To say, these are the timings that the employee will not be available. So that, you know, you are strengthening your own workforce, giving them a leverage to be utilizing those hours to do some self-development. So we have that in place and it is definitely working. And, um, you know, these days it is more about how do we really work lean or how are we really agile, right? I mean, every customer wants to see whether we adopt it. So, That is another thing, you know, uh, which is key these days. I mean, we're not more, we know more in a waterfall way of delivery. We're more agile. So um, utilization of open source, everybody is not, you know, very much aligned to using open source. So that way we can definitely improve productivity. And one another point that I can add is collaboration, right? I mean, the team has to collaborate and work together. Right. Um, and also learn about technology partners. I mean, a lot of people know about Microsoft, but how many of them would go into detail to check who are Microsoft's competitors?
0: Right. How many of
1: us know about Google in detail or how many of us know about Amazon? So uh, there is there is that gap, that where we should come in and fill in, you know, as um, the leadership team to give that knowledge uh, to enhance the workforce challenges yes not everybody wants to adopt new things right right <laughs> uh, like I'm happy Marlene. please don't push me into a deep end <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so adoption um, you, you can't also force the workforce to say okay guys get into this you know start learning Um, it, it's, it's some, sometimes it's slow adoption because not everybody is in sync, and also you can't I mean what I believe in is you have to work together, not uh, just you know uh, they it should not be like a a manager and an employee. It should be you know drive it as a leader. you learn first and let them let your team learn slowly. Sure. So I think there definitely is a challenge uh, about adoption, but you know that is the key. And also, as I said, upskilling and training based on availability of the team member was a challenge before. But as I said, in South Africa, we have implemented where we have notified the customers to say the employee is not available for so many hours because he wants to enhance himself, right? I mean, that way we have really overcome that particular challenge. And also, um, you know, I mean, disruption is something that is also that, that happens every day, right? I mean, That's true. Uh, it, also like how many tools can i can i employ uh, can a workforce learn it it is not something that i would also uh, propose or uh, you know uh, get the workforce to take that uh, as a as a uh, you know as a delivery i would not say that yeah so these are few if i if i could really step in uh, to talk about
0: Correct. got it no i think there were a few like really important points that we can actually take away from this great so um Malini, with uh, you know employee experience playing a very significant role in the overall business growth agenda could you share some important strategies that organizations must invest you know into align work culture and business growth i would
1: say you know i mean yes that the the, impl- the work force definitely need to have uh, a a good support from the organization. So it's, how do we really do, I know, how do we really support as a, as, a, as an employer? Um, it's They need to have a growth plan, their career, right? How does their career growth plan look like? Uh, it's not just an HR activity. It, it has to be from leadership level to the workforce, right? I mean, if you have an employee working with you, employee is just not an employee, right? right. Uh, own, I mean, I believe that with employee, the company works, right? But how do we really plan their growth is very important. So a, a very, uh, a, you know, building uh, a long-term career growth plan to and also to promote uh, some short-time incentives, you know. I mean, there are employees who wait for a year to get an increase. Good. But that would have been, you know, really delivering the best in the first three months, first six months, first nine months, and then he had to wait for the year, right? Sometimes they don't even know whether they're going to get an incentive or not. If the project succeeds, if uh, the employee is successful every time that in in his delivery, why not give him that, uh, you know, uh, you know, applause to say yes, you are doing great. And also, I mean, I think career growth plan and uh, doing some short, some short, uh, short time incentives will also uh, work it is working for us and also you know promoting skills development I mean you you have uh, you you have uh, you have to have you know a training plan within the organization where there is dedicated upskilling uh, and training of employees on the new technology as I mentioned uh, in in, in, my, in the conversation before right. and also the main thing is reducing key man dependencies. So we have to be, as an organization, you have to be a process-oriented organization rather than a people-oriented organization. Okay. Right. You know, how do you reduce team dependency? Because tomorrow, let's say you have a team of three working on a project and two of them had a personal crisis. And the third person doesn't know what, is, what was being delivered, what is being delivered by the two other team members. Right. so that that's how you're creating key dependencies like how do you really overcome key dependency and allowing you know allow formal not formal uh you know knowledge transfer and a process uh that needs to be put in place in every uh, uh project for any customer which can be available to anybody in the in the system can also you know uh, you know give that uh comfort to the other employees like i mean he can be at a at, in his comfort zone to say, okay, if, even if I'm going to leave uh, or to go and leave for like two days, I don't feel the pressure because I have been covered.
0: Sure. So I think
1: as an organization, you also have to really look at that, you know, to help the workforce and cross killing between between different skill sets and different departments. It works. I mean, we did
0: that. <coughs> yes of course you would know from personal experience that's true so um yeah so moving forward you know I, i'm sure that you agree that business disruptions are likely hurdle that is bound to impact uh, skill formation so what are some of the key skills that uh, organizations must invest uh, you know into build the workforce that can accelerate growth and uh, bring in productivity gains
1: i do not want to really uh you know uh align to a a tool set or, you know, talk about specific skills. But I would say, you know, we are in uh, moving, as I said, we are evolving every day and, you know, there is new skills uh, which are coming in. And I I would say, you know, the new generation skills, which involve usage of data-driven decision-making, you know, because end of day, everything talks back into data. Like what is AI or what is ML, what is robotics, um, everything talks back to data, right? What is the source? Where is the data coming from? So the data-driven decision making uh, is also, you know, I, I can say it-, it is it is something like a disruption that is happening right now, and we see it every day, right? And those uh, developing those skills really will add a lot of value, and also uh, adoption of codeless technologies. You know, because you always get to a point of um how you know there is a key developer, there is a full stack developer that you are looking for. And there is always dependency on a developer. Right. Because those guys are more about how can I code. So I think when if we can adopt there are they are tools in place which are codeless, right? Which can which de- which really work. I mean, I have used it personally. And all the SMEs that you find uh, in, within the organization, those SMEs can uh, really utilize those uh, ad, or utilize or adopt to this codeless uh, technologies, which can build, uh, which they can you know uh, use to build and develop applications needed for the organization. That way, you know, they can be a change that we can bring in. Also. As I said, you know, open source is also something that is in place. But when with uh, when it comes to security, you can't really you know vouch to say every open source is a secure platform. Right. So I think I would say ad- ad- adoption of you know I would say data driven. I mean that can really give you a lot of productivity.
0: Got it. True, I guess. So yes, I I totally agree. So um. Yes, Going forward, uh, you know, of course, you're a leader and you've been a leader for such a long time. So according to you, you know, what might be some word of advices that you would like to share on how executive leadership can co-create business, uh, you know, business plans to ensure that employees' professional goals are aligned with the larger organizational goals?
1: Executive leadership, you know, I mean, it's more about uh, the leadership train uh, drives the whole organization. And, I think transparency across the organization among all employees um, uh, on the company strategy and vision is very, key. It, it, it's very important and it's the key. Thanks. And we have to ensure that, you know, there is transparency because it should not be, as I said, uh, we're not looking at, at SESTA, we're not looking at having, um uh, Uh, a hierarchy of a manager and a team member, right? It is always, you know, we wanted to have a leadership team. You know, we we wanted to be leaders where we could, where every employee of our organization should have uh, clarity of where is the company going? What does the company wants to do? Um, That can even develop your, you know, your workforce, right? I mean, tomorrow you can develop leaders. I mean, every employee wants to be a leader one day. Um, I think transparency of, uh, you know, uh, will also uh, help. And also a goals, a traceability matrix, um, which is also creating uh, a GTM, uh, which is, you know, organization goals and visions should be mapped across each, you know, each workforce deliverables, their goals and their objectives. So it's more, you know, from the, if I can say from top down, and it should have uh, clearly, you know, it, it. we have to really clearly define the traceability properly so that, you know, everybody gets aligned. Also, they know that uh, we have a plan for them. It's not just, we're looking at the company growth, but not, uh, right. So um, that is uh, something that we look at. Um, also encourage, encouraging the individuals, you know, uh, tailoring their goals and, you uh, we as an organization uh, will always remember that it's one size doesn't fit all, right? true, Uh, It's So, uh, you know, we we try to really employ people, um, I mean, who who match our culture, I mean, the culture of the company. And uh, it's so that, you know, there is no misaligned uh, ambitions. Uh, We are all uh, working towards one goal. And there is no, you know, working in silos uh, because at one, if not in uh, in during inception, but at some point of time, there will be uh, issues that will come across as an organization if we work uh, in silos. And also, the individuals will never buy into uh, looking at goals uh, delivered in silos. True. Sure.
0: Right. So, um, Marni, can you share the top skills that you think? Uh, you know, will have a major impact on the talent landscape and organizational competencies?
1: Uh, so, you know, overall understanding of digital technologies. Um, uh, why am I not really, you know, uh, defining one skill set? Is because there is a lot of skills in place, right? Course, right. And, you know, understanding of automation. Uh, if we are, you know, if we access the software, if we want to really look at, how do we want to uh, share the top skills, right? I mean, we are more into automation. Uh, we are into robotic process automation. We are into business process management, uh, data analysis. So, uh, you know, the basic understanding of uh, these uh, technologies uh, would be something that you know that that will play an you know major impact on the talent landscape because. Um, the traditional uh, skills, if you are looking at, you know, somebody wants to be, a, uh, let's say, a, a developer in, in a specific technology or he wants to be a taste analyst or he wants to be an architect in specific technologies, then it is going to be, you know, uh, limiting them to really look at the bigger picture. I would say at, at a high level, you know, automation, which could cover different different tech skills. RPA or data analysis—that is the way to go. Uh, if you want to be an AI expert, you need to understand data. How does you know data uh, work? You know how can you use, how can you actually play with data? And uh, how that that's how the robots work, right? You have to get the data and you know program them. So that's how they can operate. And also domain specific uh, skills you know you you find the talent you know when you when you are really uh getting a new employee that employee should not be limited to knowing one domain or one industry of oh, course it, it, it should be across right i mean he should understand the process rather than uh being domain specific it's not healthcare or you know telcos or, telkers or um, isps it they should have uh uh, you know the process oriented knowledge rather than looking at uh, building themselves into your domain specific right can but i think um you know looking at a uh, deep dive into um, technology as a whole not into one area correct true one point i i think you know or even on the soft skills mm-hmm. um Soft skills is something that, you know, every workforce need to really look at and work on because uh, these days working remotely, right? I mean, everybody is now aligned to working from anywhere. That's true. Um, the only thing that can keep up this workforce, uh, you know, to be very productive is soft skills, right? Um, communication. I mean, you know, it will also... Uh, it. Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, communication lost in translation. Correct. Of course. So I think, you know, uh, that also can add a lot of value to uh, bring the uh, impact on the talent landscape.
0: That's true. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, like I said, there are so many, uh, you know, really important pointers that maybe like small ones that we actually miss out Great. So, um, I think, unfortunately, with this, we have come to the end of our podcast. Uh, Malini, it was great talking to you and, uh, you know, great taking your insights and your perspectives on so many things that is happening today.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Shridha. Actually, um, thank you so much uh, for having this session with me. Um, if, you know, whatever uh, my experience that I've shared could help uh, someone, then, you know, it is something. Uh, I'll feel uh, uh, honored.
0: Of Thank course. So, so uh, Malani, if somebody wants to reach out to you or, you know, wants to contact you, would LinkedIn be the best platform? Okay, great. All right, Malni. Thank you so much for being here. It was lovely to have a conversation with you.
1: Likewise, Shredda. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day.
0: You too. Thank you.